is Zena, and you're listening to the Stay Fit, Stay Lit podcast. If you're ready to take your fitness, your body, and your life to the next level, then this is the place to be. And I'm so excited you're here, so now let's begin. There's just so many things I want to say, like publicly as well, because this is a podcast, right, where we share ideas and... Hopefully you get inspired or think about things differently. I think that's the whole point of sharing ideas is that we help each other see things through multiple lenses because there's always more than one way to see something and both ways of seeing things can be right and both can be wrong. And that's what I want to talk about today in the Stay Fit, Stay Lit podcast. Today is all about Palestine. Yes, we are going to talk about it. We're going to talk about health and nutrition as well because that's life. As there is a genocide occurring, we still have to take care of ourselves and also live our own lives. And that's really what I want to talk about is like the mental health and balancing the fact that we're watching this happen. So hi, I'm Amina Zena. I am a personal trainer. I'm a group fitness instructor. I'm a musician. I'm a DJ. That's why I have this podcast. It's called Stay Fit, where we talk about the fitness things and all the health things that I've been doing for 14 years as a group fitness instructor and personal trainer. and we stay lit. Also how I'm a DJ touring around the world and about to drop my own album this year. So that is me if you've not been here before. And if you're back, welcome back. I know I don't really post at the same date or time ever. And that's just me. I'm just, I'm consistent, but I'm not always super structured. That's just, I could work on that, but I find it's been working for me to this point in my life. So I'll probably keep doing what works. And The reason I want to talk about Palestine is because how can we not, at least in my perspective, when I get on my IG, when I get on anywhere social media wise, Palestine is popping up. Um, But I think that's specifically because I followed this account called Sean King, this guy, this man. He's from America. He is a civil rights activist. He does a lot for people. And I follow him and he was posting a lot about it. And then you know how the algorithms work. Once you get hooked on one video it suggests you all the other ones because to be real some of my other social media platforms that i on actually don't have any post about it really because i feel like they're trying to hide it i definitely know social media is trying to hide it from us because money government corruption basically and i feel palestine has really changed my life even though i'm not palestinian by blood or i don't have family i don't really even have friends that are from there i do have friends from the middle east like close friends that are from yemen saudi my whole life i've had friends from saudi and i even thought at one point i was arabic because my name is arabic it's amina my dad is muslim he's african though he's from tanzania which is africa which is not the middle east but you know overlapping with um you know him being a muslim but my mom's christian you know my mom's a christian white lady from west virginia So, and I grew up over in West Virginia around the Christian white people. So like I have two very different, I guess, identities. I don't really identify as either. I don't identify as really anything other than a human, but I do identify as being American. I'm currently living in Amsterdam. And even though I've lived here for a few years, I wouldn't say I'm European. I am just through association. You know what I mean? Like if I meet Europeans out and about, we can talk about what life in Europe is like. Like I have you know, at this point, enough comparisons. I've been to enough places in Europe, but like, I'm not really a, even though biologically my mom is white and her DNA test says she is 99.9% European. It's all mixed up. You know, it's like 20% 
I think British, we're like 20% French, I'm like 12% Dutch. Like, so I am actually biologically, I do actually feel living here as well that my ancestors have been here. I did have that feeling when I first moved here. I was like, whoa, I just know certain streets and I was able to just know Dutch words right away. I was like, what? Why do I know what a strat is? Why do I know what a wag and a steeg is? Like a steeg is an alleyway, a wag is a highway. I instantly knew that on my first visit. Five minutes out the plane, I'm walking around and I just know Dutch. And I was like, hmm, you know, something felt very familiar. But I, I don't know. I mean, in this lifetime, even though I am European, I could say I'm European, but it's funny. Our identity does matter. My brother always tells me this. And if you listen to our podcast episode, if you, you know my brother's a philosopher. If you don't, this is what he does. He teaches me a lot. So a lot of these ideas I've learned from him because he's taught me so much. He's all about philosophy and he understands economics and he reads, he read the Quran, the Torah and the Bible. He could tell you all about it. Like he taught himself Greek and Latin and all these things. Like he's all about education and school. And my dad is a politician. Well, he passed away, but you know, he was in the parliament of Tanzania. He was professor at different universities in the United States and has all these degrees and stuff. So I think another reason I feel just low key qualified to talk about this stuff, like I even spent time in Capitol Hill. Like when I was in college, I interned in Washington, D.C. Like I had a totally different life. This was at the pivotal moment in my life, though, because this was when I was like 19. 19 was the year I started my fitness business and I was also doing like broadcast news. So I was getting internships at these newsrooms and stuff. So I've seen fake news get made before my eyes. And I try to tell people, but I was like... That's a little bit before y'all time. But I mean, they even showed us in college, in my college courses, they showed us how Fox News makes propaganda. Like it's not hidden. You know, if you really want to find the information about the news and the media, it's right there. So, you know, I was seeing fake news being made. I was in a pivoting point between picking my careers. Like, do I want to keep going with this new stuff? Do I want to be a personal trainer, group fitness instructor? Obviously, you know, the route I took, spent eight years in New York. Now I'm in Amsterdam for like four or five years, something like that. I have to count it. I'm old enough to run for president this year. And even though I know my biological age is much younger than 35, I have a lot of information, honey. Like I have so much information now. Like I know so much and I totally, and you know, when they made that rule about America, about the age for running for president, and this is when the life expectancy was probably like 60. So it was coming from a different place, but 35, you're definitely way 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 i mean not everybody's at that maturity level but i think if you have matured 35 you could definitely run for president you know you need people that are young 35 is young but you're still old enough to know better like by the time you're 19 20 you're old enough to know better like you know what i'm saying like we have extended adolescence too far yeah i'm young forever and i do feel like i am in my 20s and i look like i'm in my 20s people would all agree but it's like um, you know, it's cool to evolve mentally, but stay young physically, stay young as possible physically. And even in your energy, you know what I mean? Like keep it fun. But as far as like being able to do big things, I mean, sometimes I, I get on the internet and you see these kids today. I read about a 13 year old girl that's going to med school. Like, how's that crazy? Like I read about a child that started reading at age one. So, you know, mentally you could be 13 years old, write a best-selling novel. You can go to med school. You can go to college at 13, but stay young in your heart, you know, stay young in your body, physical activity, moving, eating right, sleeping well, and dancing will make you and keep you young. But basically I feel that Palestine has really just changed my life as far as 
First off, anything I've been going through has been completely put in its place and minimized. Like, I believe I have my own individual reality within the collective reality. And in my own individual reality, I have my own life and everything and my own sense of time and my own, uh, what's the word, hallucinations. That's not the right word, but I feel like everything in life is like hallucinations of your mind. Like, you're really creating your life through how you think and what you focus on and what you visualize. So, with that being said, it's like, I have my own life, but when I look at the collective life, all I see is like Palestine and how terrible of things these people are going through. And anything that I consider traumatic or a problem just no longer feels like a problem. It has freed me seeing what these people have gone through. I'm free of like limitations. I'm free of ever feeling fucking sorry for myself ever again. Yeah, because I've been through some stuff. I, I have. We all have. Capital T trauma. Name it. I've been through it. No, no, no. Actually, no. That's what I'm saying. I haven't been through the type of trauma like the Palestinians have gone through. Yeah, I've dealt with things and people and men and, and, and money and like, but you know what? I've always had a roof over my head. I've always known that I have food. I've always had job opportunities. I've always had full able-bodied health. I've always had family and friends and a network. Um, with that being said, if you have that, what I just said, I don't care if you're making $20,000 a year or $200,000 a year, $2 million a year, if you have consistent income, if you've had a roof over your head your whole life and you know damn well you will, if you've always had food on the table and you know damn well you will, if you have some semblance of a family and support network of people that you could rely on if anything were to happen to you and just have friends, if you have any sort of, even just one friend, one family member, like we can't complain ever again because in Palestine, people are losing their entire bloodline. Like there's children that don't have an aunt, an aunt, a sister, a brother. Their buildings got hit by missiles. They're living under rubble. They're having white phosphorus chemicals dropped on them. Their skin is burning. They're missing body parts. They're going through amputations without anesthesia. They're seeing their entire town just burn to the ground, right? There's no going back. Like they don't have a choice to go back. They're sleeping outside in the cold on rocks as the Israeli military is keeping drones around them and keeping noises really loud to keep them up at night. They're starving them. They haven't had clean drinking water in 90 days. They haven't had real food in 90 days. They're eating animal feed as food at this point, right? There's no bathrooms whatsoever. There's sewage flooding the streets. They can't leave the country. They're not allowed to leave the country. They're, like Some of them can evacuate. Some of them have had rights and different passports. A lot of them don't have any rights whatsoever, so they can't evacuate. There's nowhere to go. Like I could keep going on. The thing is, I could literally keep, anything I just listed, me and you, if you're listening to this podcast, are not going through. Like, I'm sorry, did you see, like, no, you're not. <laughs> it, so with that going on in the collective and you see it online, like I saw this woman missing her entire eye and she had to put toilet paper where her eye is because she can't get to a hospital. There are no hospitals. They bombed every single hospital. There's children that are just lying in the street without limbs dead because they don't have anyone to come pick them up. Like that's real. That's not even an exaggeration. Like children are watching their family members get shot in the head. And that's it. What do you do when you're seven years old? Your only remaining relative just got shot in the head in your middle of a war. You know, people are sleeping in tents. They're running from refugee camp every single day. And these people, 109 days ago or whenever it is, at this point, when I, I checked, 109 days, 109 days ago, these people were on their iPhone, sitting on their couch, watching Netflix in their sandals. Like, they're not ready for this, to figure out how to light fire when they have no supplies, being starved to death being tortured, being raped, can't go to a proper bathroom, you're shitting in the street, it's your period as a woman, you know, you're, you're grabbing a dusty piece of cloth from a tent to put in your pants, getting all sorts of bacteria, people are dying from diseases, people are going blind, 
because there's you know dust in their eyes and they can't get it fixed. There's no clean water. There's no clean water. Imagine that you can't wash your hands ever. You can't brush your teeth. How are you and me ever going to complain about anything again? Oh, he didn't text me back. Like, bitch, shut up. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're on your phone. You're about to go home. You're about to take a hot shower. Bro. Bro, man. And, and, and then all these other guys want to get on a podcast and talk about how they're high value masculinity. I'm sorry. You're not. The only real men I've seen, those real men in Palestine, they are picking up the pieces. I watch on Instagram. That's real man shit. I'm sorry. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's terrible. And I have nothing against Jews. Let me just say that first and foremost, I'm talking about what these innocent civilian and children are going through. I know plenty of Jewish people that do not want this situation to be happening. I feel like Israeli is hijacking religion and, and using it in a bad way, but I don't even associate Israel with all Jewish people at all. You can't. There's Jewish people all around the world that are definitely not trying to be a part of this. And there's definitely even people in Israel that are from Israel, born in Israel, that don't want to be a part of it. Okay. And like, again, I don't, I just don't believe in violence as an answer to anything because people could say there's rules and like, but also in the rules of war, you would have to have an even, uh, an even fight. And it's not only Israel has an army. Palestine doesn't have an army or a military. So how can it fight? That's why they have Hamas, right? Any population of people is going to put together some sort of defense mechanism. So Hamas is, you know, the Palestinian quote unquote government, but it's not even a legal entity. So you have the Israeli, Israeli military fighting people that there's no tanks or guns or bombs or anything in Palestine. Like at least not there. Like there's not can't even get in. It's completely blockaded. It's, it's unbelievable. Actually, it's so hard to believe that there's just a group of people that are literally in a fence. Like they're fenced in at all sides. They can't just escape through the border. Some people, like I said, have access to go to Egypt. Some people can get out, but not everybody can get out. You're fenced into this place that's bombing you and you have no way to defend yourself. No electricity, no clean water, no food. Pregnant women are having babies and it's just intense. Can you imagine that? Just, it's so hard to imagine. And then we see it on our phones. Like this is the first time we're seeing this stuff. At least I, I don't watch this stuff outside of, horror movies, right? Maybe the few horror movies I've seen in my life can somewhat compare, but you always know in the end of your day, at the end of the day, it's a movie, special effects, it's not real. So that's the truth. And it's really freed me of worrying about stuff that doesn't matter. And it just reminds me that like we are a collective and we all should say something. And I know this has been going on forever. Human beings have been at war. Human beings have been committing genocides. This is not the first one. There's the Congo genocide. There's Sudan. I mean, there's Ukraine as well. Ukraine is a genocide, but Ukraine has a military to fight back. So it's different, but it's also terrible. And there's all sorts of injustices around the world. I just think that for me personally, just seeing this on my phone, like I've just never seen a war unfold in real time. And I think that's why so many people are like waking up and taking control of their lives again as well. Like, because on the flip side, they're going through that and we can do our best to talk about it, which actually really does help. Talking about it, posting about it helps because when we put attention onto something, it changes. And I do feel like old systems of oppression across the world are changing as a result of this. I do feel like that. I feel like the, the tide is, is slowly turning, but it's turning. And at the same time, 
you have to balance out having your own life, taking care of your own body, eating well, doing these things. So it's really made me, I feel like I'm eating better. I'm just taking my time back and really just, it, it really made me realize like we're all going to die, you know? So, but damn, you want to live a good life before you die. You don't want to wake up to your house being bombed and all your family's in body parts are all around you. And now your home's destroyed. You don't have any clothes. You know what I mean? Like what? That's not how a human being should die. There's no dignity in that. So it's like, it, it reminded me to like go out and like every single day, take a big ass step towards the life you want to create. And I've always been like that. I just think I'm not going to lie. Like if, and if you've been listening to my podcast, you've, you've heard me mention Corona all these times and like it did slow me down and mess things up, but like, st- okay, stop, move on. At a certain point you've addressed it. You've looked at it. Healing means that you don't think about it anymore. That's why I kind of don't really like for me, like I don't necessarily love um, like talk therapy because I don't like, like at a certain point I feel like and you can I'm not a professional, but, you know, talk to a therapist. But I feel like at a certain point. Just stop thinking about that thing and it'll go away, like stop giving it your attention, stop repeating the story in your head, stop talking about it. Like I have some friends that are talking about relationships and stuff they've been in 15 10 five years ago like yeah sometimes you need to bring it up for context you know you bring it up a bit here and there but like why are you holding on to something that's a decade old at a certain point address the situation heal it and then like stop thinking about it and when i catch myself not thinking or or, you know what i mean i catch myself overthinking about something i just like okay chill like stop you've had enough time like you've literally dedicated more than enough time to thinking about this subject today if you want to think about it again tomorrow, go ahead. But like, stop. And that's what gets me off Instagram. That's what gets me off social media. At a certain point, I'm like, okay, this is it. You, it, it, There's not going to be any end to this. This app is designed to keep you scrolling. Have you retained anything today on this app that you're going to use for today or tomorrow? Then if not, get off of it and do something that's going to help you today or tomorrow. <laughs> have, your, have your scroll time. We should all just, when you're going to scroll, enjoy the fuck out of it. When you're going to play games on your phone, enjoy it. When you're going to eat food you shouldn't eat, enjoy it. And then get right back on track. That's it. And that's, I've literally, my body's so lean. I'm, I feel so good about myself right now because I wasn't for a while. And like I said, I'm done with that shit. I'm really done with that energy. Bye-bye, Corona. Let me publicly announce this. This is going to be the last time I really talk about Corona. It gets done. It was from 2020 to 2022. It was two tough years. I get it. I just moved to a new country. There was a lot going blah, blah, blah. Privilege, privilege problems. If you have privilege first world problems, you're allowed to have them for two weeks max. I'm sorry. Oh, my problem is that like, I spent so much money like moving to a new country. Like, ew, stop. Don't ever say that out loud. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, stop, for real. Always look at the gratitude. If you're about to be like, oh my God, like my Apple charger is not working. Like ugh, my life is ruined. Like, don't say that really don't. You know what I mean? That's what it's, it's made me not like say anything like that anymore. It's really made me like pull my language together. Like, don't be like, oh my gosh, like I didn't get tickets to Taylor Swift. My life is ruined. No, it's not. Did your house get bombed today? Right. That's what I'm saying. That's what Palestine did for me. It's like, it sobered me up from just the first world privilege problems. And like, I'm actually, I've always felt very grateful for, for everything. Like, I wouldn't say I'm somebody that's like OD privileged and like I have no perspective, but it really even like 
it took my perspective to like another level where I just want to be a humanitarian. Like I just want to get as rich as possible and like go to Africa and just like hand out food, like for real, like literally and just money and just like build houses for people. Like that's where it's put me because I want to do the things I have fun with and party and gym and do all the the first world fun things. And like, I'm just only going to be positive. And there is such a thing as like fake positivity. There is, but like, I feel like I'm being real positive because I'm actually addressing the issue. And that's also something I wanted to say too about the Palestine stuff is like a lot of influencers I follow, especially like spiritual influencers, which I feel like are the most annoying. Like, why aren't you saying anything? I get it. It might be off brand and I get it. You know, some people, I don't want to shame people that somehow still feel like uh, that want to side with Israel. Like I know how disgusting that sounds because I'm a hundred percent for Palestine. I a hundred percent see that Israel is committing severe war crimes. Like I'm very aware of this issue. I do believe that not Israeli people, but the Israeli government is really fucked up and in the wrong. Hundred percent. I a hundred percent want to see Palestine turn into its own sovereign nation. But I don't. I don't lump all the people in a nation with its government. Like I'm somebody that I don't do that. Yeah, I'm American, but I don't have a, I'm not the American government ideals. I hate the American government. That's why I love the country. Like for real. Like, so you know what I'm saying? Like we have to remember that when I say Palestine and Israel, I'm talking about the government, you know, like I'm not talking about every person in it, but anyways, like, and that, and that we also have to like, I feel like explain ourselves, but sometimes some people ain't going to be able to keep up and you're not, you're not meant to slow yourself down for people that can't keep up, you know, but with that being said, I feel just happy and at peace in my life because I have every reason to be happy and at peace and like every day take a big step towards another goal, another dream. And New York definitely gave me that mindset because New York does feel like not to, I mean, your fight or flight is revved up. So the same way in people in Palestine, their real fight or flight mechanisms are revved up. And I was reading about like Maslow's hierarchy of needs, like whenever your basic survival needs aren't met, like you don't have a lot of time to have first world problems, like being depressed, like not uh, for real, though, like you, you don't have time for that. You don't have time to be like thinking about your bipolar schizophrenia. You don't have time to be thinking about gender identity and ADHD. You don't have time to think about your career and what you really want to do when you're actually in fight or flight in like they are in Palestine. But in New York, in a sense of fight or flight, and probably all of America, I can't say much because my I only really worked while I lived in New York. Like, you know, you don't have any sort of job security. The economy is crazy. Like, there is a little bit more fight or flight in America, which I do feel like because of that, people, at least I was making moves, like, every day in New York, like, check off the box. Like I said, I wanted to get shit done every week. You could just see the progress growing. Like, but I felt like I had to always produce and perform constant produce, constant perform, constant outdo. Next week, do better. Show that you're growing. Get more clients. Do this. Get 100,000 followers. Do, like Everything was like, I could measure it. It was successful and measurable. And then I came to Amsterdam. Like I said, Corona happened, blah, blah, blah. Everything in my life changed. But now I feel back stable again. I feel like I'm on that, like, let's make progress. Like, let's, let's set goals that are exciting, that are in alignment, that really matter to us, that excite us, and that make you feel like your fullest expression. That's what really what I want. I want to be fully expressed because if you're in a place where you even get to consider that, you're so lucky. Expression is such a beautiful thing. Like, and I don't care if you're working full time and, and, you, and you're working a 40 hour week. If you have time on the nights and on the weekends, I get it. It's a grind. But if you even have time to even think about expression, art, creativity, hobbies, side hustle, you better live it to the fullest, hon. 
because not a lot of people have that. Most people in the world don't have that. Most people just got to get by. And this has been a real reminder of that. Most people just got to get by. We get to have fun, do art. Like I said, go to therapy and talk about stuff that people in fight or flight don't get to talk about. And we should. Like, I'm not, I don't want you to feel guilty, but never feel bad for yourself if you get the opportunity. And even though I get it, we're, we're definitely like slaves to the billionaire class. Like, let's be real. Like, but at the same time, we're not. Because if you have your basic needs met, you get to focus on these things, right? So that's a beautiful place to get to. Because life isn't just about the economy and making money and paying bills for some old white men. Like, that's really not what life is about. You're going to do that a little bit, but that doesn't have to be everything all day that you do, right? You have time to travel and fashion. And I don't care if you only have one week a month. I'm sorry, one week a month. Ooh, one week a month. I don't care if you have one week a year, if you have time to travel and time to take time to yourself and, and do those things like you're blessed and you can only make more from there. Right. Where you're at doesn't be have to be where you stay, where you're at does not have to be where you stay. You can make a quantum shift this year. And I definitely plan on making quantum shifts. And um, I'm very excited about this year. And I want to talk about the nutrition stuff because I realized you don't have to give up anything. You don't have to give up sweets or cookies or cakes, nothing. But you do have to, everything in moderation, yes, absolutely. But you have to have actual measurements around what moderation is. So if you vlog your food, I'm going to, I live by logging my food. Sorry, not sorry. And sometimes I see people making a joke about it. Somebody is like, oh, I'm so glad. Like I log my breakfast every day. Like he's on his deathbed. Like, did you know logging your breakfast takes 15 seconds? Like, it, it's so silly. Like, do you know that when you check your bank account, like every day or at least, you know, every week and you stay up to date with it, you're going to be better at money management? It's just kind of like common sense. Nobody would think you're silly, though, for checking your bank account every day for 15 seconds. So why are you silly for writing down what you ate today for 15 seconds so that you could keep your body and your health together? So I'm always going to be for food logging. The only reason people don't like it is because they don't do it consistently enough to get good at it or to get the result from it. That's the only reason you don't like it. Because everybody I know that has results from food logging doesn't mind it. Like some people have made it such a thing and they make it their excuse to not keep going. And you don't have to, like you don't have to write down what you do. But if something isn't working for you, then you should really like write it down, examine the issue and make a plan. It doesn't matter what it is. Like you have to have some data. Data is very helpful for figuring out if something's working or not. But like, again, some people don't write down their food their entire life and they're good with their body. I write down my food my entire life and I'm good with my body. So it's, you know, for me, from my perspective, when you write down what you eat, it helps you see what you're doing and then you know. So like today, I had uh, like three Oreos, okay? And uh, just off the top of my head, I think three Oreos is like 180 calories, who knows? I wrote it down so I could see later. But that's how you can do damage control. It's like, hey, I have three Oreos. Okay, that's cool. That's like nothing. That's 180 calories. You, you already burned it all when you walk down the stairs. You know what I'm saying? So like, and then that way you don't feel bad about it. And then that way I can still go about my day, eat my protein, hit my other macros and still lean out or still stay maintaining, right? Like I was pulling out my swimsuits cause I'm getting ready to go to Zanzibar for vacation. I, I pulled out my swimsuit from 2013, still fits. Right. Like I still have all my clothes just fit. Like I take a picture. I always like put the picture before and after myself together from different years. I look the same. I look how I've wanted to look for almost decades at this point. 
I've been consistently in the gym for like 18 years, 14 of those professionally. Well, 15. So let's say 19 years. I'm going on 19 years of a consistent fitness journey. If I look at pictures of myself, you know, from high school, obviously I have way more muscle. So like I am more like jacked in a sense, but like overall size, like, yeah, I can still wear those clothes. Like I've been like a size 10 forever. Like, okay, I had my skinny moment where I was like an eight, I was pushing a six and I had my thicker moment where I was like a 12, but like I, out of 19 years in the fitness world, I've been like a size 10, 10, eight, but like 10, just boom right there where I like to be. I like this size, like size medium and everything large if it's in Europe and like, yeah, I could get leaner, but it's size eight, 10. It's the same vibe for me. It's the same vibe. Now going from a six to a 12, that's a huge gap. But like if I'm in between an eight and a 10, that's cool. You know, I don't even want to be too skinny. I've been too skinny. It wasn't for me. It's funny. I show people my skinny pictures and, and it's my friends of all shapes and sizes always look at me when I show them my skinny pictures. I have some friends that are like way smaller than me. I have some friends that are bigger than me. And everyone was like, nah, you look better like with a little more meat on you. <laughs> Everybody has given me that reaction. Men, women. Nobody's ever said like, you look good when you were at your skinniest. And that's funny because I remember even getting to my skinniest and being like, I mean, it's not that I look bad, but I was like, eh. I thought I just wanted to be as lean as possible. I thought I would, I thought, you know, but I was like, I don't have no curves. I want a little curve, you know? So anyways, the reason I've been able to maintain this and now it doesn't even feel like when I log my food, like I kind of forget that I did. Like I was check, I was like, I logged my food. Like I don't even remember it anymore. I'm just so used to just kind of just knowing what to eat. That's going to keep me maintaining. Like, it's just easy. Like I don't, food is not a, a worry for me. Food is, it's a concern for all of us. Cause I know that we all think about, Hmm, what am I going to eat today? Like every single day you have to give it some consciousness. Like you can't just be unconsciously eating, but at a certain point, things just become habits. You just know how to, even if you eat something completely different every day, your body just, it'll even, uh, what's the word? Subconsciously just make sure you eat what you normally eat. If you're going to reach and grab for, even if you don't log, you'll get the hunger cues. You'll get the, I can tell when my body needs carbs or protein or a fat. Like I can literally tell when I'm hungry. Usually I just eat all three at once, protein, carb, fat, boom. But you know, even if I need a snack of some kind, like sometimes that snack will be a banana or an avocado and like really just eat real fruits and vegetables seriously i know it's like mom advice but like if you're craving something sweet eat fruit and then that'll probably be good and then you'll get minerals and then you'll get a low glycemic carb and then you'll be satiated and your mind will be satisfied and then you'll forget you even wanted sweets like it's so silly but just like eat fruit and if you still like i said today i had fruit and i was like i still want these oreos but like i didn't have to eat a whole sleeve did i because I also combined it with other foods. Like I ate the Oreos and a banana, you know what I'm saying? And the oatmeal. So that way you're eating it all together and you're having a little bit of everything. And because you're not just relying, cause if you just only have a simple carb sugar in front of you, you're going to fucking OD on it. Your, your brain is designed to like OD on food because when we were cavemen, it was like, eat as much as you can while you can. It, right. That's how it was. And then, you know, we've had to have discipline, like everything in life worth having requires like some sort of discipline. With that being said, I'm going to stay disciplined with my day. Just wanted to pop in here, drop in here and, and say that because I just wanted to be publicly known that like I'm just not for the bullshit with the Palestine stuff. Like, sorry to like pull that back in. But like for real, like it's been so hard sometimes to focus on a day to day. It's been helpful because like, but I don't I don't 
this we need to end this like whatever needs to happen we need to end this collectively because part of me is even thinking like you know these people incarnated maybe this is i don't have any way of proving this so i was like maybe these people incarnated here to go through this as part of their souls karmic debt shit but like is that just me coping (laughs) really like you know what i'm saying and i just know that while we're here we have a collective responsibility to help everybody and make sure everybody is like not getting bombed and shot in the head um especially when they're unarmed and not trying to hurt anybody right if y'all want to men are going to group together and make militaries and fight each other if y'all want to be grown-ass men and putting on vests and 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 guns and y'all want to go to a field and fight each other if that's what y'all need to do i guess like that's crazy to me but when you're fucking around and killing children and women and pregnant people with white flags and no, there's no way. That's why I'm not even going to sit here and argue it. And like, I'm not going to tiptoe around it. It's fucking wrong. For real. For real. But if you're one of those people that's out here saying, you know, save Israel or whatever, like, I wish you the best too, because you can't wish the best on everybody and exclude people. So if you're out here supporting Israel, I really don't fucking know why. I'm not going to argue with you. I don't actually want to hear anything you have to say, but I do sincerely from the bottom of my heart, wish you the best because I wish the best on every single human. And that's really such a hard place to get to. Even the disgusting people in jail that deserve to be there, I still wish them the best. You know what I'm saying? Uh, whatever happens to them, happens to them. That's not for me. Yeah, whatever happened to you in jail because you deserve to be in jail, <laughs> that's, on you. that's you. But I still wish every human being the best possible. Just love and light. And I wish we, we wouldn't fight each other and make this world a nasty, crazy, corrupt place. But you know what it starts with? It starts by feeling and giving the energy you wish to receive. And, and if I'm here just, you know, criticizing and nah, 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 I'm going to get that back, right? If you give criticism, you're going to get criticism. If you give peace and love, you get peace and love. So peace and love, my friends. If you don't mind, leave me that five-star review or share this episode with a friend or just go about your day with the good energy. And till the next time, stay fit, stay lit. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. I hope you learned something useful and enjoyed what you listened to. And if you did, please feel free to take a screenshot of today's episode and post it in your Instagram stories. And be sure to tag me at Aminazina underscore fitness because I want to meet you and I want to shout you out. So thanks again. And until the next time, stay fit, stay lit.